You're listening to the Contemplative Podcast. Welcome to the Contemplative Podcast with me, Matt Emery, and in conjunction with Contemplative Classical and Headphone Commute. If you're new to the podcast, we're currently on Series 2 with recent chats with Hannah Peel, Matthew Housaw, and Rockgar Hoda Makers, and a lot more coming up. So please do subscribe, and you can find us in all the usual places, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, so Headphone Commute, SoundCloud, and anywhere else that you may listen to your podcasts. This month's podcast, I had the absolute privilege of chatting with composer and cello maestro Sebastian Plano, who has just released his fourth album, Save Me Not, on Mercury KX. It's a beautiful record that dives into worlds of synths, pianos, vocals on the lead track, and of course, the cello. We talk all about his new album, Save Me Not, growing up playing in a musical family, his Grammy-nominated album, Verve, working with Lucas Boyson on the soundtrack of the game, Everything, and talk about some of his recent favorite records. As always, there'll be music along the way, starting with this piece titled A Present for a Young Traveller, taken from Sebastian's new album. So, Sebastian, welcome to the Contemplative Podcast. It'd be brilliant to get a tiny bit of background info first and hear about how you got into music and, um, you know, growing up. It sounds like you were raised in a very musical family in Argentina. Can you tell us a bit more about sort of your childhood and your journey sort of playing cello and, and composing? Yes, yes, definitely. I'm, I, I come from a musical family and it's uh, basically the family makes a string quartet. <laughs> That's the... <laughs> Funny side of it, my dad plays the violin, my mom the viola, and my sister the violin. So um, we used to have a few, we played a few concerts together, so string quartet family actually back in the day. And that led me to start playing cello at, at age seven. And definitely, I, you know, I had to have an instrument in my hands. <laughs> and it, it all basically started then. And... Um, I kept going until basically I left home, Argentina, when I was 17. Yeah. Um, basically to study abroad. And that was the start of a journey that would, would basically, I mean, I like to say that, that my cello led the way and I just followed, followed the instrument, you know. Yeah. Um, and that would lead me to, um, to come to Italy uh, when I was 17 years old to study music. And from there continue in, in Boston and from, from there to San Francisco. Amazing. Um, after finishing studies in San Francisco, I came to Berlin and that was in 2013. And, and yeah, I mean, it was all these classical music studies, a lot of 
So my goal, my goal uh, in terms of what to do with music when I left home, uh, and actually as an early age, was to become a cello solist. And yeah. that was what I was pursuing. And as, as years went by, studying, 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 then it, it, it became clearer and clearer that I didn't want to be following that path anymore. And I wanted to actually take care of the inner voice that was growing and growing, which was the composing side, which started when I was 12. Um, and it was just a mean of express, expression. I always needed to do it. I always needed to write music. Um, and I was writing pieces for different ensembles. And then I also was doing electronic music. And I would make a few copies of CDs and I would give them to my friends and... It's always been this sort of like uh, need of, exp of expression um, uh, medium and until it, 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 it started forming gradually and naturally by itself uh, to the point that in 2011 I self-released my, my first album where I'm combining classical elements and, and electronics. And that's the start basically of... of yeah, my career as a, as a composer, basically. Yeah. That's how, awesome. basically, the summarized journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and growing up, what sort of music did you listen to? Did you have quite a varied taste? Was it very sort of classical or...? Everything. Yeah. Everything. Everything. I mean, <laughs> everything. Uh, there was nothing I wouldn't put my eyes on, actually. Um, from electronic to classical, of course, a lot of classical, <laughs> uh, to rock, to, to pop. I mean, I mean, jazz, tango, uh, folk music. Yeah, I mean, everything, absolutely everything. From, yeah, Marilyn Manson, Michael Jackson, Nirvana, Metallica, all of the greatest classic composers, Astor Piazzolla and tango. Oldest tango composers from Argentina. <laughs> um, yeah, and then it became um, um, later on in the years more jazzy yeah. sides, you know, uh, many masters on that side as well. And um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd read that um, there was a time when you were studying in Boston that you would play anywhere. And um, you, you've played in a range of different places. Uh, I think in your bio it says that you literally played kind of at any point, at any at any time you could. Like, where 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 are some of the best and worst places that you've performed? <laughs> well, that that was actually in San Francisco. So so it was literally anywhere. Literally <laughs> anywhere. And and actually also also I had CDs because I. I pressed 1,000 CDs yeah. of my self-release, 2011. And, and I came to my room, which was 30 square meters in uh, San Francisco, and I was like packed with boxes. <laughs> and I didn't have space in the room anymore, you know? <laughs> I had to the and like, so what do I do with all of this? I need to get rid of this thing, you know? <laughs> so that was basically the, um, the, the self-releasing uh, step led to actually the, the self-press step yeah. that I, I realized I had to do yeah. to get rid of those CDs and actually to, to get my music out there. So my car was packed with CDs. My pockets were packed with CDs 24-7. Uh, my cello was on my back all the time. So basically, you know, I, I played 
anywhere I went, in bars, like, because the thing is, and, and, and that's also, the, that was also the really wonderful thing. As soon as you step your door, you leave your house with the chill on your back. That's a, an opening for, for, for all sorts of adventures. Yes. Anywhere you go, any, anywhere you relate to another person socially, if you have a cello, they can ask you to play. And that's going to open uh, so many different stories. You know, I mean, yeah. I can tell you this funny anecdote. I mean, in, being in Portugal by the beach one summer, and I was staying in this friend's house, and, and all the families was, was at the beach, and there was this pizzeria. The two guys at the pizzeria, they came and said, well, you, you have to play for us. You know, the sun is coming down. We're on the beach. You're going to have to play. And say, well, okay, let's make a deal. Pizza's free for all the family? Of course. <laughs> That's, you know. Amazing. <laughs> so they're playing a little concert and, you know, getting the whole family on, on free pizzas. And <laughs> I mean, just to these little anecdotes. But um, coming back to the, to the initial story in San Francisco, that was basically the... Um, the Kickstarter, I mean, I, I, I understood that that was the most direct approach I could do yeah. to share my music, to share my work. So the Metro was definitely one of the places where I would uh, definitely uh, actively play, you know, uh, every once a week, sometimes twice a week. And yeah, it was really challenging. It was really interesting, different stories. It was not always shining you know but but it was a really really i met really great people uh, yeah. and it opened up different different doors i mean um especially from there is still today people that have my cd that go in the metro in some of these yeah i i i think personally i've i've never done that but i think if you can do that you can perform anywhere if you know what i mean by that i think like when it comes to you and then you've got an actual stage then that's easy compared to turning up somewhere and playing yeah it's funny because i mean there was this cross link of me playing because i, I was under a scholarship in, in the conservatory in san francisco <laughs> that, that basically made me uh, play concerts with the faculty and with guest artists so basically it was the the biggest opportunity to, to play as a musician because you would be on the stage with the teachers playing yeah. concerts. So, you know, from that world being in playing the Metro, so it was like this whole <laughs> crossover kind of like musical world, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was really fun. It was really exciting, you know? Uh, and yeah, playing the park, art, Metro, art galleries, private homes, I mean, yeah. <laughs>
should definitely talk about your upcoming album, Save Me Not, which um, I've had a, a sneak preview on, um, which is absolutely beautiful, by the way. It's, it's such a beautiful record. Um, I believe it's out in July on Mercury KX. Yes. And um, maybe you can tell us some more about it. Um, I'm guessing you recorded it at your studio in Berlin and um, you've mixed and produced it. And did you play everything on it as well? Everything. Amazing. Yeah, yes. yes. Uh, so, or, or, you know, Larry Nabi changed to me at the time. Um, it's the same approach I took with the past records. Yeah, I really part of Hearts and Impetus and Verve. Um, and which also links to that previous experience playing, spending, having spent many years in the conservatories and performing in different ensembles, string quartets, orchestras, and, and also working with musicians to, for them to play my music. Yeah. And this gradually shifted to the point that, well, I would, you know, I didn't want to, to, to um, um, depend on having to find musicians to listen to my music, to, to play my music. So that was a natural process of becoming the ensemble myself. And it was growing and growing. And today it's, it's a fantastic way of expressing. I mean, when, you know, when after the process, like you just sit down and, and listen to the, to the result, it's quite wonderful. I mean, to, um, yeah, to hear the voices coming all together and, yeah. and creating that. But so, yeah, talking about the process, that, that's, that's the, the, the ground of it. Basically, uh, I wanted to make that the maximum ex expression of this record. So basically, in a way, taking it as a statement and also coming from the fact that I was um, on the previous records, I was just not thinking about instrumentation or um, how I was just going for whatever I felt at the moment. And I felt I needed to con consolidate this voice, you know, uh, what, what is it, what I'm doing and, and how I'm doing it. So I decided to narrow down the instruments to the minimum, which is the most essential ones I play, which is cello, the first one, of course, then piano and then my voice, um, which is, I don't consider myself a singer, uh, but it, it's, it's your voice, you know. Is your yeah. there is all, there is only one and there is something so beautiful about uh, which so, so, so beautiful about uh, having your own instrument as a person and coming from that point uh, when the cello and the piano stops then my voice continues you know what I mean so yes. I tend to use my voice when 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 it when it calls basically and I don't think about anything I just use it. Yeah. <laughs> and if it sounds good to my ears I put it out if it doesn't I don't but so that the, the album is, is is a focus of these three instruments and basically a celebration of, of this way of making music this approach so I wanted to to create that and, and it, it directly links to the album, album title uh, Save Me Not because it also uh, completely relates to the song I enter when I'm making music. And it's not something I consider I only have. It's, it's something we all have. Yeah. Uh, not only creative people. Um, 
and 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 not everyone has it also also it's, it's this 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 basically um medium of creating your inner self and how that place becomes a sacred place a beautiful place in in, in your life in terms of like when you divide our daily, daily life yes our you know and then this 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 place sometimes you can enter uh, yes. mentally yeah. and and definitely when i tend to say that creative people is definitely more likely to create such space because that this is where their creativity flow and 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 it's a place that has the power only by itself to 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 put you away from consciousness and i felt it several times in the past making music and i felt it a lot in in doing the process of this record yeah so what is that place i don't know is that place it's magical magic doesn't need to be explained but if someone comes and tells me would you like me to save you save me not thank you <laughs> i prefer to remain there and of course i'm not coming back to life but that's the beauty you know that I, I you know it's, it's this beautiful thing about it um, yeah. so that's basically basically where, where the the album title comes awesome it it would be it would be lovely to touch on the title track because um you've mentioned vocals there and i feel like there's layers of vocal that sit under things sometimes people may not even know they're there and that you know they're they're a lovely texture but on save me not um your voice is a lot more prominent uh you've got a lead vocal on that and compared to the rest of our it's definitely you know it really it takes a lead line basically i just uh was was that a a major thought you know to really emphasize that point completely it's, it's not it, for the title track is not a song to me it's, it's the statement is the one speaking out for the for the record and and basically carrying the message i mean honestly i think that the most each individual person each of us can nurture that space that inner space the better we function in society because the richer we are the better we can relate with each other um especially in these days where everyone buys everything so quickly and so easy just because of how the technology has been evolving and we just don't question anymore we just don't and and creating an inner inner world for whatever reason um that it, that it may be um it, it's a wonderful thing it's a wonderful thing especially especially coming from the base which is the main reason for you as a person you have your own you know like your own world i mean uh, it's yes and going back to, to to that point the title track definitely takes that that approach as, as being the statement yeah uh, more than than one more song basically um yeah and it's the first let's say song i construct in that way of let's say a, a song form structure yeah. in a way um, yeah yeah <laughs> the track also has this let's say narrative um ongoing feeling which is like at some point it drops and that's when i mean you know that's when they put me out in the world <laughs> in the in the real world <laughs> and, then, and then they have another drop a second drop at, at the later part in the track and that's when i go in yes back to my my inner world and that's like when I remain you know the track ends there and they have yeah. this like it's a very um, 
conceptual in a way like type of like composition and the way yeah. it came naturally i mean it was it was coming gradually and you know all of these things they often come naturally and and through the process because yeah because the whole process is in, is in your head so it's gonna come together you know yeah. not, not that you are actually thinking like like oh, okay i need to do this and it's just evolving coming naturally yeah the first time I listened to it, it actually took me by surprise that that break where it, it does stop you in your tracks and it it really brings you like two, if that makes sense. It's yeah, yeah. It, it, and also there is something pretty beautiful about it, about this track. It creates a, a whole arc, the yes. piano loop that, that you start that you hear in the beginning. That loop was recorded in San Francisco in two thousand and twelve, and it's a loop that's two three seconds long. And it always stayed there and always knew that loop was, was become something. It, it would actually evolve into being something. Yeah. And that's, that's what the loop is. And then, then when, when the, the track cuts, that's me today with the CPAD. And so it has this like, yeah, kind of like history. <laughs> Amazing. Going, yeah. And also, also the, um, back then in 2012, the vocal line also was one of the, the, the elements on the song that, that also kind of like started coming. Yeah. second album for Mercury KX and your your fourth album um, the album before Verve got Grammy nominated um, how was it to see your work acknowledged on that level yeah it, it was a wonderful surprise marvelous surprise um, I'm something that also bring back from all of that classical music world and, and education uh, is that I understood that I wanted to to not depend on anyone and anything in terms of like you know I, I I was the I was sitting in front of the judge many times <laughs> during those years and not only to win a competition but also to enter an orchestra and win a salary yeah. and and these are all moments that shaped my my philosophy of life you know and in a way and and made me realize that the only one 
that can judge must be yourself, has to be yourself in a way. Yes. But then these things come. And of course, it's, it's, it's not definitely in, in that world only. It, it is, uh, this is, uh, it's actually completely different because I didn't go to the Grammys to be, you know, it just comes. And that's the yes. beautiful recognition of, of a community uh, sharing your same passion and love, which is music. And, and coming with a, with, a, with a wonderful, you know, recognition in a way like, so definitely was something, what I'm trying to say is that it, it really took me for surprise because I, I'm not into, into the seek of any prizes or, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> um, still love to win an Oscar one day, but, <laughs> 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 well, the ambition is there, but you know, yeah. I'm not like, person going after any anything of the sort but but the recognition is definitely something so beautiful and yeah. so i really really took it really really i, I think it was yeah really really made me, made me really happy and then also the experience of going and yeah being at the ceremony and yeah, yeah amazing wonderful. yeah just an amazing experience overall yeah, indeed indeed yeah it's quite yeah, yeah i mean i remember sitting down in the chair and waiting for the results and i mean honestly what i had in my head was me playing the supper you know because i was just there like a few kilometers away from san francisco which is what everything where everything started yeah and then i was sitting in the chair so definitely the the cross path was happening in my head and yeah it was it was really really nice experience amazing <laughs> And, and I had read um, that uh, originally your album Verve um, in 2013 was on a computer that got stolen from your car. Yeah. Did you did you have to re-record the whole album again, or was did you have the album like backed up somewhere, or, or was it no, was that no, so you had to redo the whole album? The whole thing. Yeah, the wow. whole thing. That album and an EP album that got released before Verve, which was the novel EP, the two tracks, that was also in the, in the computer. And in the in the hard drive and the computer. So yeah, I, I suffered this theft in theft incident in two thousand uh, twelve. No, two thousand thirteen in April. And and yeah, I mean I had the computer and the hard drive inside the backpack. And the backpack was in my car, in the back seat. And I just finished recording the EP uh, <laughs> oh. studio with, with the guest artist Jeff Ziegler. And while the moment of loading in and out of the car, and then someone took it, and then, yeah, and then everything was gone, and I went into quite a, yeah, a depressive state. I can imagine. With, yeah, yeah, it was, was quite, quite rough, and, and really, really, really seeing it from, from now, after the, the, time, the time being, really, really interesting, really interesting. And not only it puts me, Pushed me to come to Berlin earlier, um, leaving the US earlier, three months after. The, the, the computer was stolen in April. Three months after, I was in Berlin already. Just, yeah. I moved to Berlin just to, to, you know, I needed some sort of like new, <laughs> completely new uh, thing in my head. And, and also the fact of like how you see and how you take loss. Uh, you know, just with time, how how things evolved for yeah. way way better. Not only 
not only how you take things, but also, also, and this is going back to the album, uh, the result. I mean, the fact of like having to recreate the album again. Uh, I mean, got me to a Grammy nomination. Having that accolade after all you've been through must be such a, uh, every, yeah, it's, it's such a, an amazing thing to happen after such heartbreak. I'm, I'm pretty, really, really sure that if I would have released my, 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 my record verve back then, in 2013 or 14, I'm not sure if I would have gotten like a, a nomination. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But so definitely when I was there, that was also in my head uh, quite a lot, uh, the fact of how things evolved. And, yeah. and how you turn, I said this phrase back then um, when the album got, got released, how, I mean, just how, how, how I was able and, and one can be able to, to transform such energy into some, some good energy, into doing something completely different. I mean, yeah. I was really on, on, on the floor when that happened. Uh, I can imagine. And, and then when I started reconstructing the album, which was uh, one year or one year and a half after, that's when, when I started. It wasn't easy at all. Uh, there was a moment of like wanting to throw everything away and just, you know, move, move along. And, but there were, there were things there that I, I, it was really hard to throw away. And so I, yeah, there was, uh, I recall two or three critical points of like, you know, my head kind of exploded. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, keep going. I mean, yeah. And definitely paid off. I mean, I'm really, especially not only for that wonderful achievement of, of recognition, but also for the learning, the learning that, that it gave me. I mean, yeah. really... That that stays, you know. Uh, yeah. Persistence. I mean, not being not not one of the the really good things that it gave me. And I was also talking to colleagues uh, about this approach. That how you can how attached you can get to your creation, you know, yeah. and how important it is to be able to destroy it, because that freedom and that's needed, you know, doing any process of creation. And this really helped me towards that approach of of. Not, 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 not getting so attached to it, being able to destroy things, being able to, to detach from it. Um, so that was a um, good, good, good learning experience yeah. Yeah. <laughs> from the whole thing.
Um, so it'd be really great to touch on everything. The uh, game soundtrack that you wrote with Ben Lucas Boyson. Um, I've heard from other people who've written soundtracks before how it's you know quite a different process to writing for film or or anything else really. How how did you find the process? Um, did you get visuals to work to, or was it a breath or a, a feeling or a vibe that you worked to? And how much music did you have to write? Yes, uh, that was a wonderful project um, together with Ben. Um, from from the fact that we are very good friends, and and also we we have very same loves for for music uh, interest, you know, and like we really. Um, so it was a wonderful collaboration to to make music together for this project, and we 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 we. Actually, wrote the whole score um, based on on moodboard that yeah. was sent to us by the creator of the game, David O'Reilly, and O'Reilly, and and it was a, a beautiful uh, natural process. I mean, it was really fl- flowing, um, really well creatively uh, in terms of like. The, the music that we were writing in terms of like the music that was uh, needed for the for the video game um so it was this sort of approach of of the every element of the of, of the video game coming together uh, and not one actually influencing influencing the other in terms of like the picture influencing the music or or the other way around it was sort of like the whole elements the, the images the music was all debating at the same time, and therefore I think it got to be a really consolidated message when it, when what the video game tries to to achieve, you know, and, yes. and I think it all comes to it all comes together, you know, uh, beautifully. Like um, that that was the, the main task for us that 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 the music would never overcome, uh, and 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 both elements would uh, all the elements would work in. In communion, in communion yeah. with each other. How long did the whole um, soundtrack take to make? It was, it was rather fast. I mean, we it took us somewhere between five and six months. Wow! Um, and it was, it was, yeah, it was actually a lot, a lot of music. It was we ended up with forty-three tracks yeah. that made it into the soundtrack in the end. Um, and there was a lot of ideas flowing, and and both me and Ben were fully um, into this project at the moment. It was we were only having this project running at the moment, and back then, and it was a lot of ideas flowing from from me to him, from him to me, and and shaping things together with David as we go, as we as we went, and. Yeah, it was it was um, wonderful one. I mean, both me, me and Ben, like we remember this project as, as something. I, I mean, it was really flowing beautifully, creativity, you know, yeah. and which which is is it sometimes depending on, on on the needs of the music and and the project itself. Sometimes it could be more tricky, you know, because you have to go back and and revise. How, how things are being done and, and if they actually work and so on. Um, yeah. Now we 
of course, we, we ended up with, with Robert at Grace Tapes. We ended up curating a whole record based on the for the three tracks uh, that ended up in ten uh, being ten tracks records. Yes, that was later released on, on the label. Yeah, yeah, it must have been fun working out how you were going to take all that music and condensing it down to a record. Yeah, yeah, Robert made a fantastic output there. He he was basically curating the the record from together with us but he, he was really coming with a wonderful approach to to, to, to consolidating a record from the whole 43 tracks um, I think it was more than four hours of music yeah so that, that was a wonderful project to be involved Very, very last question um, to ask you. Um, it'd be lovely to know if there's any records that you've enjoyed over the last year or so. Um, yeah, a couple. I mean, there is this, this record I've been enjoying for quite a while now, and I, I could say it's one that I could pass up the world. It's, it's, it's um, 1979 by The Rue. Oh, yes. And I, I find it has has a very particular sound that every time I, I put it on, it every, every time has the same effect. It puts me away on, on this other, uh, let's say, parallel <laughs> realism that I really love, you know, when it comes to... I, 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 I feel I, I, there is something I really think when, when it comes to music. I, I think there is a very strong link to psychology yeah. Um, and this first came from the music of Ar- Arvo Part and how that music had the power on me to, to really be psychological and, and really take me away um, to places where, I, where I, I, I never were with music before. And I, I think it's Symphony Number no. 2 by Arvo Part, the second movement, which is incredibly powerful in terms of like how much it can affect you, you know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, mentally. I mean, it can drift you away, and so, so I, I'm really. When music has that quality, it, it's really uh, coming to the top 
uh, for me in terms of like what music can be. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, it, it's it's a work of consolidation because I, I I truly believe that to be able to come to such effect, such emotional, psychological effect, uh, there is a whole work being done to be able to achieve that yeah. in the end, basically. Um, it's not something that that would come. Um, there's a whole intricate process behind like a lot of, um, you know, cooking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it is, I mean, it, it's a recipe, isn't it, writing a song? It's kind yeah, of... Yeah, and, and, yeah, and, and, you know, I mean, like everything, you can, you can put this in other aspects in life, um, you know. Um, I mean, rocket science, you know, like rockets going to, I mean, you may imagine the team there putting those, those efforts and coming to such a final produce of thinking and thinking and thinking that creates something so incredible. I mean, yeah. <laughs> when you think about it and, and it works, I mean, <laughs> imagine it's yeah. mind blowing. So yeah. yeah so when it comes to arts, it definitely has the power um, to to go into those parts of ourselves that are unknown, you know. Yeah, uh, and therefore affect us in in ways that we don't know and we don't need to know. And so, yeah, I, I could reference that record just because I feel it has that, you know. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today. To oh, speak, please speak to us. Yeah, um, pleasure to be on the show. Oh, thank you. It's this. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for everyone else to hear the album. It's beautiful. So good luck and congrats at the same time. It's uh, yeah. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'll speak to you soon. And yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, Matt. Pleasure to you. Cheers.